We uh, have been, you know, talking a lot about the, 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 the football games this weekend, also the Steelers and all the moves they make. And, uh, you know, there have been a bunch of hires and whatnot around the, uh, the league. So anytime we talk football, we love to talk to this next guy who's on the Holland Capitas fan hotline. That's Chris Carter of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Chris, it is uh, a, a, a great weekend for anyone that's a football fan because these two games – the winner gets to go to the Super Bowl. Right, Paul? And at the same time, you're looking at the old guard versus the old guard and the new guard versus the new guard. Isn't that kind of crazy? Because Tom Brady is the ultimate old guard. He's the oldest quarterback in the league. Uh, you know, you know, Drew Brees you know, is retiring, and he's the guy that's been carrying the torch. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is the other guy that was drafted you know, uh, just a year after Ben Roethlisberger in 2005, he's been around. And in the other conference championship game, you got Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. They've been drafted within a year of each other. They're looking to see, you know, Josh Allen, he hasn't had a chance to really prove that he could be the man the way Patrick Mahomes has uh, because Patrick Mahomes has been truly elite. Um, It's a great set of matchups. I think both games have very interesting matchups when you look roster to roster and who's going to line up against who. Um, and I'm very intrigued by both matchups. So you're right. This is a great weekend for football fans. If you want to see some of the key matchups, the way Devin White played at linebacker for Tampa Bay against Aaron Jones, what Aaron Rodgers does at quarterback. Um, and then you got, you know, if you're a Pitt fan, you got Jordan Whitehead starting for uh, the Buccaneers at safety. You still got Dane Jackson with the Buffalo Bills. There's so many aspects to this game that you can watch and enjoy. There's no question. I think that's the that's the thing. There's a lot of different storylines. Um, one thing, Chris, that has kind of uh, been sort of brushed over because they've been talking about Patrick Mahomes' uh, concussion stuff is the fact that, you know, he's got this turf toe thing. And if you take away his ability to run or, you know, even make it a little bit less than what – we've seen in his ability to move around there. Uh, he's a little different player, isn't he? Right, because a huge part of what's made Patrick Mahomes so dangerous is the fact that he can be mobile, uh, much like how Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers isn't a scrambling quarterback, but he's a guy that can escape and get yards that are in front of him, the same way Patrick Mahomes has been. Um, and when you take that away from Patrick Mahomes, it gives you a better sense of a defense to say, hey, we can just try to keep him in the pocket and just collapse the pocket as best we can without having to worry about him scrambling too much. So it's going to certainly be an interesting aspect of this game, Paul. What I'd be most concerned with, though, is with, with, the, uh, with the Buccaneers, can my corners run with Patrick, Pat, the, the, you know, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Kelsey? I guess Tyler Kelsey would be a safety or a linebacker, but still, can, can they run with the Nico Hardmans of the world when this team gets going? Because that's the issue here. When I watched that, that, that Saints-Buccaneers game, when the Buccaneers pulled off that win, so many key parts of that game was Drew Brees throwing horrible passes, throwing it right to the defense, missing an open receiver. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to do that too much. If the Buccaneers are going to win, they're not going to need to depend on that. They're going to need to create plays on their own. They're going to need to create pressure, create the bad mistakes, and then offensively score as much as they can to keep the advantage all over Aaron Rodgers. I just I have a hard time seeing the Packers losing this game just because of their strengths play well 
into what the Buccaneers do. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the big thing. You know, it, it seems to me like that game is going to be Green Bay, um, Green Bay's to lose, and as long as they don't throw the ball to Tampa Bay, they probably are going are gonna to win it. Um, it should be a lot of fun. I think both games, you know, like I said, offer a lot of different uh, storylines when you when you look at it. Tyreek Hill is a guy, and I know that there's some stuff in his background that's pretty ugly or whatever, but um, he, to me, uh, you know, forget about Patrick Mahomes. Hill, to me, is maybe the most exciting player to watch in, in, in the NFL. No, I agree that he's extreme. Just how fast he is, Paul. I mean, Miko Hardman is an extremely fast individual. Like, you have to find a very special person in the world to be able to keep up with the pace of Miko Hardman on the football field. The fact that we've seen touchdowns where Miko Hardman is running at full speed and you see Tyreek Hill get in front of him, turn around, and say, hey, come on, catch up. That's how insanely fast Tyreek Hill is, along with the fact that he catches the ball well, that he works on the sideline well, that he gets open well. There's so many things that he does well, on top of the fact that you got a Travis Kelsey, on top of the fact that you got Sammy Watkins and Michael Hardman as your backup options at wide receiver, and the fact that Patrick Mahomes can get it to anybody in open space. That's the problem that I have with the Bills is that you got, yeah, they have Tredavious White. Tredavious White versus Tyreek Hill, wonderful matchup. That's going to be fun to watch. But say they don't get matched up a couple of times, and there's a big play, you give up. Or if if you want to prevent the big play, you say, hey, we're just keeping a safety over top of Tyreek Hill at all times. You can't keep a safety over top to everybody. And if you do, then when you do that, then the Chiefs will just run on you. And they, they, they've shown, hey, we don't need anybody special to run the ball. It's going to be there because the offensive line is going to open up the hole because you're too scared of, you know, of our deep passing game to commit to stopping the run. So there's a perfect mix created by what Patrick Mahomes does, even when the ball's not in his hands. To me, Paul, this is going to be a really rough challenge. If they can keep Patrick Mahomes contained and if he can, if he's not on, on his game because of his injury or for whatever reason, the Bills then will have a chance. But if he's on his game, if he's slinging the ball everywhere, I have a hard time seeing the Bills overcome that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Mahomes is unbelievable, and, you know, their offense can be really, really um, incredibly scary when they're when they're on. Chris, one thing about these playoffs, we've seen a lot more long, sustained, a uh, lot of play drives. Um, is that, uh, I mean, from, from what you can see, is that just, you know, because defenses are really, con- you know, making a concerted effort to take away the home run plays, and so they're making the offenses play, you know, small ball, so to speak? I mean, you have to against this fast. They are, Paul. You've got to take him with a big shot. you got to hope that he just, maybe he makes a mistake or there's a drop pass underneath, or, or maybe your pass rush gets home, but when you, when you start giving him those one-on-one opportunities deep down the field, he's showing you, hey, even if you have a good cornerback in this situation, I'm going to put it in a place that the wide receiver is going to have the best chance to win to win that jump ball. And that's a problem that a lot of teams have run into. So if it's, if it's me, Paul, I am just trying to force him to keep beating me underneath and hoping that my playmakers make a play on the ball. Again, Kansas City's strengths have always been throwing the ball on it with Patrick Mahomes. If I'm the Bills, 
I'm hoping to get Patrick Mahomes to make a mistake. Maybe Tredavious White makes a play on the ball. Maybe Tremaine Edmonds makes a play on the ball. But you got athletic guys on defense. And you got to trust that Josh Allen is going to find a way to put up points. That's where I see the chance coming with the Bills. I just think I'm not putting either team out of these matchups. The conference championship game is always exciting to watch, and there can always be surprises. I just I'm leaning to the two home teams because of the, at the the way they've been playing and the way they've been able to win. And I just I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes. And the way that Aaron Rodgers have played this year, I have a hard time betting against him as well. Yeah, no question. Well, the, the Steelers made some news this week. Obviously, they brought in Dwayne Haskins. Um, they're interviewing offensive coordinators, Chris, and we're talking with Chris Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports. Um, you know, they, 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 they've interviewed some guys. It looks like it's going to be Matt Canada. Um, what do you make of the way that they've gone about this search for an offensive coordinator? And then, better, uh, and, and, and then, of course, what are your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins? So, first, I, I thought the whole time that they would at least look outside the organization a little bit. I was not surprised when they said they'd interviewed Hugh Jackson because when, when they said, when, when the report came out, they said, oh, they're settled on, uh, on Matt Canada, that's when I was surprised. I was like, huh, I guess they are, but but then we saw that they weren't and that, they, that they're still asking questions. Um, I, I think the big thing is here is you have to interview as many candidates as possible. Who is going to create the offense that can run while Ben Roethlisberger is finishing his career and be carried into when Ben Roethlisberger ends his career, which could be this year, could be next year, who knows. But you need an offense that, you can build around and say, hey, we're confident with this group moving forward and that they're going to bring a better balance to games. So ultimately, I feel like looking for Hugh Jackson, looking for other options is smart. I mean, when you look at, again, when you look at Hugh Jackson, he's got a quarterback coach, running back coach, wide receiver coach, on top of being an offensive coordinator and a head coach. He's been all the roles that you need him to be. Now, and the thing is, is that for those who say, well, he stunk as a Browns head coach because he went on 16. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, when he's, he's been offensive coordinator. He's had some really decent years, and he's never had a great quarterback. I mean, his best quarterback, you could say, ever was Andy Dalton, but he's had to work with Patrick Ramsey, Joey Harrington, Jason Campbell. I mean, it's been rough for some of the years that he's had to coordinate an offense, and he's made it work. So um, my thing is, I'm not mad at all at anything when it comes to um, the decisions made at offensive coordinator to search for more. If Matt Canada is the choice, I'll be interested to see what he calls up and how he gets the running game going because he was very creative with that at Pitt, but he hasn't been creative with that other places. So there's a lot of different things that could happen there. But I think it's smart for them to take their time, interview as many people as they want, and then make a decision. Yeah, I mean, I think you know you have to go that and go to do do the due diligence. Um, were, were you a fan of the Hugh Jackson uh, discussion, or do you think that that would be a, a bad way to go? No, I, I like Hugh Jackson as an offensive coordinator. Again, he's developed top ten rushing games when not having an elite quarterback. And whether or not it's Ben Roethlisberger or a rookie or Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. I, I like the idea that, hey, he can build an offense and make it go uh, with, without those guys. 
and he's built offenses before. And even if it's old man Ben Roethlisberger, I would venture to say, I would venture to say, I'd say I'm comfortable saying that would be the best quarterback he's ever worked with, whether it's young Andy Dalton or Joey Harrington or any of those quarterbacks I've named before, you know, uh, you know, Jason Campbell, that'd be the best that he's ever had in his, in his arsenal. So he'd be like, okay, we can work with a little bit here. So, yeah, I, I'm going with that. And on Dwayne Haskins, I think anybody that's overreacting to this situation is losing their minds and thinking too much about this. They signed him to a <laughs> reserve future contract. Paul, he, he's a practice squad guy. You you know what the deal with that is, right? Like he's, you know, if he if, if he stinks, if he goes to strip clubs and, and doesn't do anything, guess what? They'll fire him, and it won't make <laughs> any difference. Like it it makes none whatsoever. Like they didn't get it. They didn't give up a draft pick for him. They're not spending any significant cap space for him. I don't understand what the big deal is about signing and what that people are, are fretting about. No, I, I agree. I mean, I I, I, I completely agree because I feel like when you when you look at you know him and what he's done or what he might do, um, I don't know. I, I I just feel like people don't understand how the NFL works. You've got to go get guys like that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. You got to continually bring guys like that in, and you know, maybe a few of them turn out. So, uh, anyway, um, Chris, I appreciate you taking some time, sir. I know you're uh, very busy, and uh, you know what? Uh, hopefully, we'll do it again next week. Hopefully, Paul. I'm, I'm always happy to be on, and uh, uh, just another reminder to people out there: whatever you think that maybe you know, you don't understand why some guy got a job. Just look up. What, who the Detroit Lions hired and how that first press conference went. <laughs> and just listen to how he answered questions. Because, Paul, I don't know about you, when he was talking about, I'm going to bite the kneecap and we're, then we'll bite the L, I was like, all right, what other random body parts is he going to name in this interview? Because this is ridiculous. But to your point, Paul, there's a lot of crazy things that are happening out there. Um, thanks for having me on your show. It's always fun to be here. Well, yeah, we we ran out of time. That was actually a discussion that I wanted to have with you, and and we'll have to do that next week about um, the fact that certain guys um, seem to get jobs and other guys don't. But we'll we'll do that next week. All right. Absolutely.